Oh, baby. Welcome back to Talking Sports Better Than Most podcast, where last weekend we, we were um, fully welcomed back to college football, and this weekend we've got the NFL coming up. Uh, we've got a lot of football under our belts and just a lot more to go. That's right. It was um, starting from Thursday night right up to last night. Last night kind of with the dud of the college football weekend, but we have so much to talk about. There was, um, I think in the end, we found out why we love college football. And no matter what changes this summer brought with LIV, LIV um, with, with the NIL and with the conferences and people complaining, in the end, college football never disappoints. And um, I'm just glad it's here, and it's going to give us a crazy three months. Not necessarily like major significant upsets this weekend. Um, it might be a little while before those happen, but you start, I, the way I look at it is just like you're starting to paint a picture, right? And it's like color by number, and we're filling in some of the numbers every week, and you're starting to get a sense of things, and every week we're going to kind of fill in more of those puzzle pieces, so... Um, let's start. There's a lot to talk about with our two teams and probably the teams most of you follow with Ohio State and Michigan. So, um, Stephen, we'll start off. Michigan, of course, had Colorado State to start at the big house. And um, the quarterback, of course, controversy may be starting to brew in Ann Arbor. But, again, let's see what you thought of Michigan and um, where you think they're going to go. So, first game, they won 51-7. to um, wouldn't really call it like a grade A game. I would say maybe a B if there was my performance evaluation. Defense looked pretty good. I was impressed by that. Um, offense didn't impress me. Um, their ability to throw the ball didn't really appear to be on display. Um, and afterwards, Cade McNamara seemed that he said he was um, the the two quarterback system of him starting game one. And, McCarthy said in game two was unexpected. He seemed pretty angry about the situation, but I guess that would be the situation when you know somebody's on your heels and you didn't play very well. So um, he didn't really do anything in game one to uh, cement him into uh, QB1 for week three. So um, they looked okay, but they moved up to number four. So uh, they play Hawaii, which they're favored by 51 right now. So um, if I had to guess, Michigan's probably going to win that game pretty easily. And I think it only gets easier once they play UConn. And then they get to the Big Ten play where it really matters. And uh, uh, they may start out with Maryland and Iowa. And as anyone saw over the weekend, Iowa is incapable of scoring points offensively. Uh, Maryland didn't really blow Buffalo out of the water either. So um, there'll be be tests, but I don't know if they're truly the biggest. I I thought Iowa would be a better test for Michigan. Um, Obviously still playing at Kinnick at night. Doesn't matter if they are terrible offensively or not. Still a good test. So... Um, you'll learn a lot about them that week um, as Iowa still probably has a pretty darn good I mean, defense um, so uh, Michigan will have to be able to learn how to <clears throat> get that offensive offense going, passing the ball I know they can run the ball, it's not an issue um, I wanted to see them throw the ball a lot more last weekend no one cares, everyone knows that they can run the ball, it's not an issue um, it's whether they can throw the ball against better teams than Colorado State so um, yeah, a lot of controversy coming up um, and I think before the season started, I thought Cade McNamara would be QB1 after week two. Starting week three and forward, I thought he'd be QB1. And after after last week, um, there's a, I would have told you like 75% chance I would have thought Cade. Now I'm thinking maybe maybe almost 50-50. I mean, he didn't do anything. 
um, and his comments after the game didn't really, I don't think it would sit well with me if I was the head coach. So um, to me, it's just do your job and let your, your actions, um, uh, you know, be your words, I guess. I don't know. Actions are louder than words. I don't know what else to say on that. Um, and, I mean, J.J. has the ability to run the ball, and Cade really doesn't have that ability to. And, I mean, if anything, in today's game, it's shown you that if you can stretch out a defense that um, doesn't know who's going to be having the ball in their hands, let alone running or throwing, um, I mean, it just makes the defense even – they have to be even more perfect in their coverage. So, um, obviously, McCarthy gets this week, and he gets Hawaii, which you would think – They'd be able to beat up pretty good, and he should be able to have some pretty good stats. But um, we'll see uh, what they do offensively. But they moved up to number four, and uh, nothing, nothing too crazy, I guess, to say about them. I mean, not much for that. I felt like I could draw out of out of the game. So you commented on Twitter. You thought the defense um, played pretty good, right? Yeah, I think they had eight sacks. So the the line, the defensive line pressure, I thought was better than it was going to be. Um, initially, at least, um, they have more depth than people think that they thought that Michigan had. So, lots of players at the D line. Are they the best D line in the country? Absolutely not. <laughs> they're far from it. But um, they're a quality defensive line. I guess my question is: You see potential out there yeah. to be stars. Yeah. That's the key to me. They got more um, depth than they did last year. I mean, last year it was. I think they had, I think about seventy-five to eighty percent of their sacks were two players, and that won't happen this year. So, what do you think, for instance, like? I mean, maybe people don't know out there, but when you're talking like J.J., J.J.'s going to run the ball, right? Mm -hmm. J.J.'s going to be able to make plays with his feet along with passing, mm -hmm. where Cade kind of just, what, stands there like a He's statue? just uh, pretty much a, an accurate quarterback for the most part. Usually an accurate quarterback. Yeah, he's not really going to win you too many games if it's late <laughs> in the game. Um, he's just not dynamic. I mean, if you run the RPO offense or you run out of the shotgun and you have a, you're running back to your left or your right, um, it's either he's going to hand the ball off or he's going to run in a different direction and no one's ever going to follow him because he doesn't ever hold onto the ball or he's going to make a quick pass after that um, where J.J. Um, has the ability to do, has, to, has the ability to run just like a running back almost and then also has the arm talent. Um, but probably he has more arm talent than Cade. It's just that I think Cade McNamara usually made the decision that was probably the smart decision where J.J. may have been trying to make a bigger play late. You're in a position where maybe it was just throw the ball away. I mean, it's just a smart decision. Live to fight another down. So, I if mean, that's you were the, the coach, difference. What would you do? That's tough. I mean, JJ had the offense moving more. Um, he showed the ability to run, um, but it's hard because if you go with JJ, then it's hard to go back to McNamara. Um, but I guess that's the only positive of having uh, another week. With, I mean, having this week coming up. But I mean. If I was him right now, I would, I'd probably go back to Cade week three, but I'd have a very, very short leash. Gotcha. And what game time this weekend is? 8 p.m. We got a night game in Ann Arbor against Hawaii. <laughs> you texted me yesterday. What's the line on that, baby? 51. And I don't think that's enough, folks. Yeah. I mean, Hawaii, I think. They're really bad. I, I can't believe how bad they are. <laughs> they lost to Vandy 63 to 10. They lost to somebody else last week pretty badly. I don't remember who it was. It wasn't a big school. They lost by about 40. They lost to Western Kentucky 49-17. to 17. So, I mean, I don't know if Michigan's the the fourth best team in the country or not, but I'm thinking they're going to win by 60 or 70. And that's with, I mean, I mean, the only thing is I think that he'll probably keep um, McNamara and 
McCarthy out there for, for longer than probably needed to just to get to keep getting them to, um, you know, compare playing stats, I guess, and right. see what they look like. But, um, as in the, I mean, McCarthy was out there until I think almost the fourth quarter, or he was out there until the fourth quarter, um, even though the game obviously was in hand. Um, it's just that I think it's so important for those guys, those two at least, to get the most reps, um, even if they don't have the number ones out there at receiver or line or running back, just to get those guys playing time as um, it's not like there's a clear number one. So, Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. Again, you're right. I mean, the bottom line is there's a lot of time left. Michigan might have three teams. UCLA, Michigan got canceled. That's how this whole Michigan kind of not having one of the power five teams in their non-conference. But I think the Big Ten East is going to make up and show you everything you need to know. So, again, um, well, again, you're putting the pieces together. They got a lot of room to grow, and um, it'll be fun to see what happens with the quarterbacks after this week. I mean, I hate to say it, I think maybe the only thing that can get in Michigan's way is maybe a little bit of animosity on the team. It mm-hmm. probably never does well, does things well. And again, they're both great athletes; they both want to play. But if there's going to be an Achilles heel that could hold them back, that might. Well, be it's just the problem fun. is you have to make a decision of who is your quarterback, and the problem is, I mean. I think it would work out with JJ if he started. It's just that it, it, you know, it worries you that if you go with JJ, then you have to fall back on Cade for any reason. There might the the, the the you know. If you knew JJ was going to be the guy going forward, and you never had to go back yeah. to Cade. It'd be an easier decision. I mean, I, how can you complain with what Cade's done? Yeah. I mean, they got to the college football playoff. They were one game away from playing for a national title. So, you know, it's it's just a tricky spot for Jim Harbaugh to be in. And again, it's. Hopefully it's not what is their demise as the year goes on because it could get ugly quickly, but we'll see what happens. It's not the first time this has ever happened, and I don't think going back and forth is the right answer. I think, Mm -hmm. like you said, he's got to pick somebody and go with it. So that was Michigan. Um, So Let me clarify why I I think he'll go with Cade. Um, Week three is because Harbaugh is very conservative. Um, He doesn't – I think he's actually gotten a little less conservative – in his time at Michigan, but I think he's going to go with the trustworthy player um, initially, but do I think that J.J. puts out the stats and plays well enough this weekend? Absolutely. To be number one. Right. But knowing Harbaugh after eight, seven years, now eight, um, starting eight, it's just that he kind of goes with the uh, the more experience and more likelihood of making a smart play. Right. But I think probably J.J. should be number one. All right, cool. Well, we'll check in next week, see where the quarterback issue is. The glamour matchup of week one was Ohio State-Notre Dame. And, um, you know, I think everybody thought Notre Dame would kind of get pounded. Um, Notre Dame, obviously, here here are my thoughts. Number one, Notre Dame, obviously, their defensive line, their defense is is pretty good. Um, They they play the right defense. I think he has Al Golden as his defensive coordinator. Marcus Freeman, of course, a defensive guy. He's recruited some good defensive players. They were returning a lot of guys. Deep, I think people thought Ohio State, though, had this offense that was going to be unstoppable, and it didn't quite turn out that way for several reasons. I'm not quite sure why, besides an injury, of course. But, um, you know, I, no one can argue Notre Dame. I think he has a decent defense. Um, Notre Dame's offense, though, is pretty putrid. It's pretty amazing that Notre Dame can't recruit a quarterback. It's probably the most high-profile University known across the world, and um, I'm kind of shocked they can't recruit a, a a quarterback that can kind of throw. Now, don't get me wrong; I can't even remember what his name Tyler is. Tyler Buckner. Yeah, I mean he he can throw some passes and whatnot, but 
I mean, offensively, they, they looked a little challenged. Now I'm arguing with Notre Dame fans because now they're thinking they're going to win every game out because they only lost Ohio State by a few points. But I, I don't know. I, I just – I don't know. I think that offense – I don't feel like they have a ceiling, if that makes any sense. Like, I feel like he, he can only take them so far, mm-hmm. and I don't know if they can break that ceiling and, and go further – and I think now teams are going to get a blueprint. I mean, they still play Clemson, USC, BYU. Um, I don't know. I, I, the only reason that they might go 10-2 and two is because they play Marshall, California, North Carolina, BYU. And I know BYU is ranked, but let's be real here. They don't have quite the talent that they had when they had Zach Wilson. Uh, Stanford, UNLV, Syracuse, Navy, Boston College. I mean, that's those are wins that you, you those are games you probably should win. I don't care if it's in his first season or not, uh, or Marcus Freeman's first season or not. Clemson. I mean, Clemson to me is overrated, but USC probably will beat them if I had to guess right now. Yeah, I mean, if I'm an Notre Dame fan, I'm really happy. They're, I think they're they're gradually. Um, I mean, twenty-one uh, to ten loss. It's yeah, not a bad I think loss. They're, they're, they're coming around. If they had an offense, it would definitely help. I just don't know what, what true potential they end up having this year. Now, Ohio State. I uh, think 10-2 and two is their ceiling. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I think 8-4 and four is, is probably more likely. Yeah. Um, Ohio State, I would say a um, couple things. Um, offensively, I'm really not too worried about it. I think it will come together obviously Jackson Smith got injured um, which didn't help and he's going to be out for a couple games with the hamstring I think um, Ryan Day's got a little bit of an issue on his hands in terms of I think he wants to throw on every down um, but I think you do got to run the football a little bit and he's got a couple good running backs there and Ohio State's one of their best running backs is out for the whole year so um, so I don't know like Travion Henderson, everyone thinks he could be a Heisman Trophy candidate. I I don't know. I haven't seen him yet to me just all me. Maybe because I'm an Ohio State fan, you get more critical of your team, right, than other people. But I don't think he's ever done anything. He, I think you and I went golfing that one day when they almost lost last year to somebody really bad, and I think he ran for like 400 yards or something. But besides that in big games, I don't know if he's really come to shine really yet. So... I, I'm not worried about the offense. I think the offense is going to just gradually get a little bit better. Um, and you better learn how to run because the weather's going to get rough in the Big Ten. And I think throwing the footballs, we found out last year in Ann Arbor, comes back to haunt you. Um, Michigan showed you, I think if you run in November, you probably got a good chance to win. Defense, now here we go with this again. I just got to, I think we all need to throw caution to the wind if you're an Ohio State fan. <sighs> I get it. They gave up 10 points to Notre Dame, but I'm going to be honest with you, folks. Have you seen Alabama and Georgia? Um, I think Ohio State's got a good defensive coordinator. They got a lot of the same defensive guys, though. I think they need a few more (laughs) stud defenders, and I think Ohio State will be fine, too. But um, I was just telling Steven that they play um, Arkansas State this week, and while Arkansas State doesn't have these great athletes, I think they're going to show you some things and maybe try to put up some points. Um, I don't know. Again, it's hard because just like listening to Stephen talk about Michigan, it's easy for us to be hypercritical of your team. You never want to say your team's the greatest thing ever and then see them lose. But um, I think Ohio State at least, um, 
I, I you gave them you gave Michigan what a B. You know, yeah. I give Ohio State a C. I mean, I, I don't know how you can go much higher. Um, offensively, it was horrendous. And defensively, yeah, it looked okay. A couple, they had one They miss. both played the same way. Yeah. Just Ohio State is supposed to have a good offense and Notre right. Dame. I mean, I could have told you Notre Dame would have an offense. I, I mean, mean, Ohio State had one missed tackle, first play of the game, which led to the three points. Mm-hmm. And um, the one touchdown came on the drive where he threw up that miraculous pass that bounced off some couple things and the Notre Dame guy caught it. Um, so it's good to see. I think Ohio State's got some guys. Um, but what I tell you, Stephen, last night when we were texting, Georgia beat Clemson. What did I tell you? Ten to six last year. Nine to six. Nine to six. I think where, where Michigan and Ohio State look now, you give them a B and a C. I, I think both teams have a tremendous chance to grow. Mm-hmm. And while Notre Dame, well, Alabama and Georgia looked unbeatable. There's a long ways to go, mm-hmm. and um, I personally, I think, I and don't when know. You play Georgia played probably the best game that they could have played. I mean, they have really good players. I'm not saying that they I don't. I see why Mario Cristobal left. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think he knew something that maybe. Uh, yeah, I mean, they have a very good team in Georgia, <laughs> but like, I mean, just if Ohio State played their best game and Michigan played their best game, and they're going to look like. 1A, 1B, you know, they're going to look pretty much like Georgia if they play a really good game. Um, I mean, Georgia's really good. I think they're the best team in the country right now. Um, after watching last week what they did to Oregon, I mean, they, I mean, it didn't, they were, the, those two teams did not deserve to be in the same playing field. Yeah. Um, and I don't even want to know what they're going to do until they play a good team. Yeah. Um, until they play, I guess, Alabama in the SEC championship, I guess. So, so I don't know. I think Ohio State fans just, I think you wanted so much out of your offense and it didn't happen. I wouldn't worry about it defensively. I just say just take a pause. You know, I don't know what Toledo. I don't know. Can Toledo score points on Ohio State? I don't know. I mean, Wisconsin, Michigan State, right away against Ohio State. I don't know. Maybe. Um, I don't know. I just I would throw caution to the wind if you're an Ohio State fan. I try not to get down on them because it's the easiest thing to do when it's your team. But I just I don't know if I'm still sold on this defense. If they would have beat Georgia, I've been like. Hell yeah. But, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I think, Stephen, you're a better thrower than that quarterback at Notre Dame. I think you probably could have made more plays. I mean, so, and I'm not trying to degrade Notre Dame. I'm just saying, to be honest with you, I I think he wasn't throwing deep. He was throwing these little passes. You could do that. I mean, I will say this. I think Ohio State, at least the players, looked like they were in the right positions. Anybody who's been an Ohio State fan the last few years, I mean, you've had players, holy moly. I remember that Oregon game last year. They just kept running the same play. Like, the players had no idea where to go. At least they looked like they knew where to be. And I think, again, I think their ceiling is extremely high. I think they can continue to grow. And um, I truly believe, and now that leads us, I think, into our conversation about the polls that just came out. Right now, Ohio State and Michigan are – Three, four. After what I saw this weekend, I'm going to be honest with you. If Ohio State or Michigan lose a game, then sad on them. Then they they just something happened weather wise. They played like dog crap. I'm sorry, but the rest of the Big Ten is to me not what I think it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, Wisconsin. I'm sorry, they lost too many players. I don't think Wisconsin's all that great. Iowa. If Ohio State or Michigan lose to Iowa, I mean, then just that's embarrassing. I mean, that offense is. 
pathetic. Um, but we did bring that up on the podcast. Remember, we did talk about that game, that mm-hmm. Iowa could be in trouble. Michigan State, oh my gosh, my Twitter's on Michigan State, whatever be the case. Penn State, you and I were tweet- texting about that. I think they just, I think Sean Clifford actually holds them back. Um, so I, I'm sorry, but I, there's just no reason why Ohio State and Michigan should lose a game this year. I, I don't even care if they don't play their best game now. Michigan's going to play Michigan State. It's a rivalry. I get it. Anything can happen in a rivalry. You get a bounce here, a bounce there, a bad call by the ref in the game. You know, you lose the game. But I mean, let me say it this way. If Ohio State and Michigan play A or B games the rest of the year, they're not losing a game until they play each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they play an average game, then they got a chance to lose to a rival or to mm-hmm. a tough defense like Iowa, right? Iowa's going to come in. Michigan's going to walk into a hornet's nest. They're going to be battling going into the third quarter. But if Michigan plays an A-B game, they're going to win that game. But in Ohio State, when Iowa comes to Columbus, again, they'll come in tough. They'll come in fired up. Again, if Ohio State and Michigan play their A-B game, they should be undefeated when they meet in in Columbus on November 26th. It's just as simple as that. So, again, we'll probably be the most critical of our teams than anybody, besides their head coaches probably. Um, but I think there's optimism that both teams have the potential. And I think when push comes to shove, I think they have talent-wise that in a one-game series, they got a chance to beat Georgia and Alabama. It's just as simple as that. I mean, I think Michigan wouldn't be in awe. I think last year Michigan just beat Ohio State. They were living on they cloud nine. The ball, they just kind of... Yeah. I mean, I mean, I will say one thing. Georgia, if you look at what they did to Michigan last year, what they did to Oregon on Saturday... They come out of the gates. I mean, they don't. Yeah. They don't come out slow. I mean, you you got to give them credit for that. I mean, they they are very 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 good. But I, I mean, think they, it was an all experience. I, I but now yeah, I, mean, I just think it's it's also that they came out and just were ready to go from the first snap. Yeah. I mean, that's what they did Saturday. And I mean, when you play a good team like that, it's hard to uh, to come back from a, a, a game like that when you're already getting beat up and it's only five minutes into the first quarter against a team that's already very, very good. Right. So, I mean, they just came out ready to play, and it's just what happens. If you don't come out ready to play a good team like that, unless they come back and fall on you, I mean, it's hard to come back to and beat a team like that. Right. Or even compete. So, anyways, there's Ohio State-Michigan recap. I know we spent a lot of time on it, but I think that's the team's most – anybody who listens to us, especially who knows us, knows that's what I think they want to hear. They, they want to hear Ohio State-Michigan – and where we stand. So again, it was whatever, but they played Utah State. So yeah, and they'll play Texas this week, and I'm sure. Yeah. So let's get into that. Alabama's number one. They stayed number one. They're going to play a team with a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> um, Quinn Ewers came out, struggled in the first half, kind of turned it around. Texas has this dark horse Heisman Trophy candidate running back, um, Bijan Robinson. Yeah. Um, a game's in Texas. It's a noon kickoff, which Nick Saban's not happy about. You know, you would say, is 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 this the hornet's nest? I, yes, I think it is. Um, I think Texas is going to play a good game, but I still think Alabama's going to win. So we're, we're up against two things here, folks. If Alabama just wins, we expect it. If Texas wins... I don't expect Texas to win. I don't think no, almost no. in any way. I'm just win. saying, if Texas would win, oh my gosh, their fan base would never let us hear the end of it. So, hey, at least they're annoying the Michigan State fans. <laughs> uh, Maybe it's because we live near more near Lansing yeah. than we do, you know, Texas. But it's still. good to see they're playing someone with the heartbeat. 
Texas at least has quality players. It'll be yeah, interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens. We'll be able to get a pulse for Alabama. Georgia looked like the number one team. They came out. Oregon obviously lost some players last year. Um, they got ran over, folks. I mean, they from top to bottom. Oregon does not have the um, the. Um, they're not a bad football team. It's just Georgia's a really good football team. Yeah, um, but I you can tell Oregon's team's a little bit depleted. Then, of course, getting a new coach, um, you know, again, if both teams play their A, B, or C games, <laughs> they're going to go undefeated. And um, can you imagine um, that, that that would be something if those four teams are one, two, three, four in the poll. I told Steven today, let's just um, let's go straight to December and get um, and get the playoff started. Uh, number five, Clemson, Clemson. Had a really slow game. They piled it on in the fourth quarter. It was a lot closer than yeah, DJ, the scoreboard indicated. Whatever his last name Ugalele, is. He, um, Ugalele. Yeah, that team. Like that. Clemson just looks different. I feel like. They look like the exact same team that played them last year. Yeah, I don't know. Their offense is suspect. Their defense is solid, but a Georgia Tech team that doesn't probably have a great offense. God, so. it's weird. A&M, they're six. They're I mean, playing. It was 14 to 10. With the third quarter. Well, that's what I mean. I, I think they're they, they powered it on at the end. So I mean, and if let me you're tell Clemson, you, you're not number five in the country no, unless was, every other team is just not good. Then, but I mean, they're not they're not that great of a team. The crazy thing is, I mean, I'll take Notre Dame's defense against Clemson right now. Yeah, I think they'll play them tough. Um, I think that game's in South Bend too, which would help. I think I don't know, maybe not, but um, I don't know. Clemson, yeah, I think they're they're they're. Oof, I don't know. They're, they got some interesting games. They play, of course, NC State. Yeah, at Notre Dame. At Notre Dame, so. I mean, November 5th. Ooh, we could have some interesting weather in early November already in South Bend. So it'll be interesting to see, but. And they play Miami. Yeah, there you go. It'll be interesting. Wake Forest. And their quarterback NC just State. came back. Yeah, so um, that'll be fun to see. I think, um, I don't know. I, I My money would not be. I think Clemson, Clemson has a chance to lose a game. Potentially or two. two, and if they play one bad game on top of a playing losing close to Notre Dame or somebody else, they could lose three. So this weekend, as I'm texting Stephen, every time I would text Stephen a score of a game that was relatively close, then two minutes later <laughs> they scored ten unanswered. Texas A&M struggled really, obviously through the first. I think they were up seven nothing with two minutes left in the second quarter, and then piled it on their pathetic team. But they do. Um, App State and then Play Miami Appalachian. and then Arkansas. App State coming up. And then Alabama. I don't, I don't think I'll, I don't think there's a saying we'll be a team to worry about in the top ten after. No, but App State scored I think 56 weeks. points on North Carolina. They um, should have won that game actually. I texted Stephen earlier and said I think they could give them a game. Um, so A and M's got their issues. OU. I don't think anyone's paying attention to OU yet. Nebraska plays them in a couple weeks. Let's see how Nebraska fares. I, I I think they could actually play OU tough. Notre Dame with the one loss drops to eight. Again, they're set up perfectly if they run the table. Baylor, obviously in the Big 12, a lot of people love them. SC, everyone's glamorized by Caleb Williams and everything going on at USC, I think, until they play somebody relatively tough too. Oklahoma State, Florida, big game this week. They pulled it out against Utah. Yeah, they um and at Utah. Lucky this week though. Yeah, Utah threw an interception I think on like the three yard line, with about forty seconds to go to kind of lose that one. Um, Michigan State's fourteen, Miami's fifteen. The U, I'm sure people say the U's back. We got to hear that. 
Arkansas 16 knocked out Cincinnati Bearcats. I don't know. Arkansas can run the ball, but that quarterback can't throw to save his life. I mean, they're going to – oh, boy, let's not even talk about it. Okay, so the team that I actually was a little more surprised – well, first of all, I thought they were going to lose was Pittsburgh, but they actually – I didn't realize they had the transfer quarterback coming in. They might be okay in the Big East. I mean, not the Big East, the um, ACC. I mean, they, they, they could probably give Clemson a run for their money. So, um, although I think West Virginia should have won that game. Uh, Pittsburgh actually played better than I thought, so we'll see. NC State, oh my God, did you see that game? They played East Carolina. The kicker missed an extra point and then missed a chip shot field goal to win. Um, so NC State, I don't know how much I'm buying into it. Obviously, playing an interstate rival makes it tough. Wisconsin, I think Wisconsin plays Wazoo coming up here soon. Um, you said Kentucky's got Florida. They mm-hmm. were struggling for a while. BYU, well, we'll just wait and see about that. Ole Miss, Wake, Tennessee's going to score a ton of points. And Houston hung on to beat Utah. That was a good game. I watched that game. UTSA. UTSA, I'm sorry, um, this weekend. So anything else kind of catch you by surprise, Stephen, or comments about as we wrap up week one of the college football season? Um, I think Clemson is a team that's going to – Probably lose at least two games. I think Texas A&M is a team that's going to lose. I mean, they're going to they're going to drop right out of the top ten pretty quickly within the next six weeks. Um, and Oklahoma, I don't know what to say about. But other than that, I don't really hate the rank because I don't know. I don't really like the fact that Florida jumped up that many points or I mean, that many um, spots. But uh, I mean, looking at the rest of it, I don't hate it, but. Um, I think it's just, uh, I think there's a difference between, like, the top four, top five, maybe, and then the farther you go down, maybe top four, top three. Um, there's a big difference between once you get down past that group of teams. I just don't think that Clemson's, I mean, obviously, it's just week one, and I don't even think Michigan looked very good, so I shouldn't say that much about Clemson, but um, it's just that it's the same thing that they've been. Let's be honest, Georgia Tech is pathetic looking. Yeah. Could you imagine if you were a Georgia Tech fan? That's I mean, that's just, yeah. There's, I mean, like I'm saying, there's, there, there doesn't appear to be any glimmer of hope in anything that they do. Um, kind of sad to look at, but yeah, so it'll be fun to see how week two progresses. There's a few games, some big games, and there's always probably, again, a game that kind of shocks you. Um, but I just got to comment what... Um, now that you've gone back, Stephen, and seen that end of that LSU game, I mean, was it any more exciting than to see Brian Kelly, the only L- SEC coach, lose? Um, boy, I tell you what, that that was one heck of a game, wasn't it? Yeah, I turned the game off after they had dropped that punt, thinking that it was over. I didn't like really they chance. It on the two yard line. Yeah, I mean, so it's a back. Yeah, that quarterback played good. Yeah. I mean, he scrambled. That offensive line could be a little bit of trouble, but he scrambled. They, um, they, they, they kind of persevered. I mean, Florida State could give teams trouble. I mean, yeah, I, I, I was actually pleasantly surprised. LSU though, I don't know. I hear that their quarter. The, I don't know what happened, but the wide receiver Booty, Booty. I see Booty. he deleted everything on his Instagram yep. that related to LSU. He's so, transferring, so um, I think Brian Kelly. I mean, let's be honest with you, the memes on Sunday night were as good as they ever come (laughs) between him yelling, between him dancing with the recruits. I mean, 
let's be honest with you folks. Brian Kelly is the gift that keeps on giving because when I text you that night, I'm like, he's got to blow eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, again, that's what makes college football great. They've held him, and then with a minute and 24 seconds, they go 98 yards to score a touchdown. Like, it just it's what happens in the sport. So, um, one thing, Stephen, we probably should mention real quick before we jump to the NFL, and we will make our picks at the end, um, college football expansion is here. It might happen as soon as not next season, but the season after, or as late as 2026. Um, we're going to get 12 teams in. You like it? I mean, I just don't. I mean, if anybody, like, how how could you be against it, I guess, is my opinion. I mean, like, we, we talk about. Did you see the, what would have been last year? Like, Ohio yeah, State, yeah. I think, would have played Michigan State. State and, and then, then the winner would have played, played Michigan. Michigan. Um, and I assume that, like, now if they did it, I, I would, would assume they, they I would assume they would do something different so that they wouldn't play each other again just to avoid the same matchup. I mean, obviously that's some. I mean, you're probably going to have a same matchup at some point. Like, I'm not saying that that's not going to happen, but that I assume that they would have probably done it a little differently. But at the same time, how do you do that? Because it's not like it's March Madness where you have them by regions. So um, I don't know how that would work, but. I mean, maybe they do like a one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, and do it by different regions. I don't know if that's just like how you do it or not. Obviously, I have plenty of time to figure that out. But, um, you know, I mean, it would have been crazy to see that. But, yeah, I, I just don't know how you'd be against it, obviously. It just creates more um, matchups, more, f- first off, more money. I mean, just <laughs> more games are being played, more big games are being watched. It just makes more money. So the whole sport should not be disappointed. I don't know why anyone hates it. I mean, the, the, the people that hate it, that just doesn't make any sense to me. Their logic is beyond stupid. Um, I don't understand any part of why people would be against it. Um, it just creates more opportunity, as we've seen in March Madness, every year that it's ever happened. Um, the, the, the more opportunities you give these teams to play, the more likelihood of a, 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 a um, upset can happen. I'm not saying it's going to happen with a one or two or three or four seed, but it might be... I don't know how they would end up doing it, but it could happen with the higher seeds that, you know, a team that, um, you know, you don't think is going to win wins. And then guess what? You get you get the opportunity to have that Power 5 team in and then also get in um, or uh, nine, nine Power 5 teams in and then also get more of the Power 5 teams in and to really settle the debate of, you know, conferences. So I'm all for it. I don't know if I was all for for like 12, but at the same time, I don't know how you'd be against it. It's just more games. It's more exciting, more matchups that matter more. It's going to keep players in more of these games. They're going to play more. Um, it's just the way it is. I I mean, you get games that matter more, they're going to play. So I mean, 12 teams, I agree. I would have liked to seen eight. I think 12 was a big jump right from the get-go. Only complaint people are going to have, and I mean, there's nothing you can do about it, but because I think it favors Ohio State and Michigan too, but I mean, Georgia and Alabama are going to be now in the playoffs. For the next hundred years, yeah. both teams. I mean, so that I agree with. Well, I they were going to be anyway with four men. Yeah, four, so four team you know, race, at so. least we're going to get some other opportunities, and it still rewards the first four teams, right? They get a bye. Mm-hmm. Everybody else has to play. It's going to be awesome. Stephen and I texting back and forth. I mean, send Florida to Ann Arbor in mid-December. I mean, let's be honest with you. Now, there's a part of that that could be unfair because sometimes I think the weather evens things out, but they could play in Fort Field or something. But I think Michigan would want to have 105,000 people if Georgia came in December. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be kind of cool. So it's awesome. I I think it makes the best sport in the world even better. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's going to keep people from opting out. 
Now, everybody else might opt out. That's not the Yeah, then that's fine. But, but they're already doing that with the, the biggest it, it roles. But, I mean, the biggest the games. the season. Yeah. Right? I mean, we, like this year. Instead of going a month third, without playing. Yeah, we're not going to see college. I mean, okay, you're going to see college football, but you're not going to see the good teams for a month. I mean, I think it keeps the flow of the games, and, mm-hmm. and I think it will lead to a better product on the field, too. Mm-hmm. It feels like in some of these championship games, it's like, oh, yeah, Michigan's playing. It's been a month since they beat Ohio State. We forgot about that. Like, I think it will help that, too. So, great news coming out. Again, makes, I think, college football only better. Now, Thursday night, NFL kicks off. Um, Going to be kind of interesting because, again, no sport on the flip side has more parity, and it seems like somebody comes out of nowhere to win. A couple of the storylines still out there. Lamar Jackson still looking for a contract. Mitch Trubisky is going to start for the Steelers. The the Cleveland Browns have basically no quarterback. Um, Tom Brady might be going through a divorce <laughs> because he came back to play. Uh, Matthew Stafford says he's healthy. Um, you got coaches. I mean, you got players like Russell Wilson going back to play. Obviously, the Seattle Seahawks. And um, you just got a little bit of everything going on in the NFL. So it's going to be interesting. So we're not going to like go in-depth to every game, but let's have some fun. Our college picks, which we're going to do in just a few minutes, oh, I got beat up. So, Stephen, we can talk a minute, though, just for 30 seconds, I think, about Buffalo, Los Angeles. It always starts off on Thursday night football with the defending Super Bowl champs, the Rams, going up against the Bills, the glamour child. I mean, let's face it. If the Bills don't win it this year, people are going to say, when will the Bills ever win it? So a great way to kick off um, on NBC on Thursday night. Who you got? I mean, this. I think they're – let me tell you something. Some of these games are really tough to pick. But um, who you got, Buffalo or Los Angeles? It's a really tough game for me to pick. Um, going off the Super Bowl win, coming off the Super Bowl win, I should say, um, I'm going to go with Buffalo. Last year I had Josh Allen as my fantasy quarterback and really became to like him, um, really uh, grew to – I mean, I just saw a lot of his games, so I just saw a lot of the, the, the plays that he made and what he did for Buffalo, and I think he was the number one – I mean, it's in our league. Yeah, I think he was the number one player in fantasy last year. So um, I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. Um, I don't think there's a wrong pick in that game. I mean, I think they're both really good teams, and I don't think the spread's going to be hardly anything. So Yeah, the Bills are – two-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm going to go Bills, too. New Orleans, a sleeper team in the NFC. They got really lofty, high expectations. Obviously, it all depends on Jameis Winston. They play Atlanta. Obviously, I think we both going with the Saints, correct? Mm-hmm. All right. San Francisco going into Chicago. The Bears, uh, I mean, I think we're pretty set. 49ers? Yeah. Pittsburgh hosting Cincinnati. You and I, again, texting about this last night. You know, Cincinnati made it to the Super Bowl last year. Pittsburgh, everyone says they're down and out. They don't have a quarterback. But I'm going to tell you right now, there's no team that will ever play harder. Who you got? I'm going to go with Cincinnati, but I think it's going to be a closer game than people think. I don't know what the spread is right now, but I guarantee you this game will not be more than a double digit. I'm going with Cincinnati, too. Oh, I hate to keep picking the same games, but... I think you have to. Cincinnati actually is almost. Well, I think Cincinnati is a, a significantly better team. I think Cincinnati's coming off a Super Bowl run. Plus I think it's in Cincinnati. I think it's in, it's in Cincinnati. I think Pittsburgh is going to come out and kind of surprise a team that's going to come out slow after they came off of what they did last year. 
but I think Pittsburgh's a tough team. I don't think that I think they're kind of like a Notre Dame where they're they're going to play hard. They're going to play good defense, but offensively, are they there yet? Absolutely not. So. Gotcha. Now a, a, a line that kind of got me: the Lions only a four-point dog to Philadelphia. It's in Detroit. I think Detroit. I'm telling you, folks. I think if Detroit, Detroit wins this game. I think they'd burn the city down. I think Detroit's got a chance to win this division. So you're going to go with the Eagles. I don't, it's so hard. I think the Eagles are the pick, but I think Detroit. I just want them to win. Yeah, I know. I right. want the Steelers to win. I want to pick Detroit because I feel like I want to be the one to say I called the upset. But I guess when push comes to shove, really the Eagles. So since my record's so pathetic, I got to go with the Eagles. I'm going Lions. Okay, there we go. All right, New England and Miami. Miami's the favorite. Um, this to me, I wanted to bet on this game. I went a little bit of money this week. Won 101 dollars this week betting. I want to pick the Patriots because they're the underdog. I feel like the Dolphins maybe too many high lofty expectations. But in the end, I got to go with the team that I had my first starter coat back in the grade school era. I'm going with the Dolphins. Yeah, I got the Dolphins. The Jets. This is welcome back. Um, oh, my gosh. Um, who's the quarterback um, who won for the Ravens, the championship? Oh, you mean Joe Flacco? Yeah, so the Joe Flacco Bowl. Um, probably Joe Flacco starting this game. I mean, come on. You got to pick Baltimore, right? Yeah. All right. Jacksonville up and coming against the Washington Commanders. Um, I'll go Jacksonville. Yeah, it's tough for me because I don't know what to say about – because, I mean, I don't know what to say about Carson Wentz. I mean, he's obviously had times where he's looked as a good quarterback, but at the same time, he's never really sold anyone that he's, like, going to win you games. I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean, like, he's been out out of college for probably what? Five or six years now, yeah. at least four or five. I mean, he hasn't done anything yet. I mean, obviously he's been hurt. That's not really necessarily his fault, but I don't know. I think I'm going to go Jacksonville. Um, they come up okay. and already win 50% of the games they won last year with Urban Meyer. Listen, I'm going <laughs> Cleveland Browns. End of story. The Cleveland Browns are beating Carolina. Baker Mayfield. I think it'd be hilarious. I don't so care. Carolina won. No, the Browns are winning. The Browns are the underdog. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to take my one hundred dollars, and I'm going to put it all on the Cleveland Browns to win that game. No, don't do it, Stephen. I picked them to win the, co- the division. So. No. Let me tell you right now. If I go and put a hundred dollars, didn't you go five Browns, and seven last week, and I went ten and two? I picked some college. I don't know if I should be listening to you. If I put a hundred dollars down, I win a hundred dollars. Okay, maybe I think it'd be hilarious if Carolina wins. Um, I think the Browns win, but I picked Browns my, I think win. I picked Carolina. But, All right. Um, I think it'd be the funniest thing ever if they won. Indy's beating Houston. I think I got Houston's running back on my fantasy team. Could be a sleeper, I think. But come on, Indy's beating Houston. Okay, we won't even waste our time. The Giants and Tennessee. Titans. You're going Titans. I'm yeah. going Giants. Green Bay, only a one-and-a-half-point favorite over the Vikings, but, folks, Green Bay's winning that game. Kansas City, Arizona. Uh, this is this is a doozy. Um, let me give you the line on that. Um, right now, Kansas City is the favorite. My phone doesn't work right. Kansas City's a six-point favorite. It'd be, I wouldn't be surprised if people take a lot of six points there with the Cardinals. Actually, they're a plus 200. You could win some good money putting on, on the Cardinals. <sighs> I got to go with – I know the Chiefs started off rough last year. I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes. 
Yeah, I got them to as well. I just don't really like the Cardinals. I don't believe in them at all. So, all right. Now, my Super Bowl team. I've decided. I know who's going to win the Super Bowl. You're not going to tell me the Raiders, right? The oh, yes. I'm sorry. The Las Vegas Raiders are going to win the Super Bowl. I think. I'm going with the Raiders over the Chargers, even though I think Justin Herbert. I got th- I'm going to have three fantasy teams in a couple hours here, folks, and I don't remember any of my quarterbacks, but I think Justin Herbert is my quarterback in your league. I don't know. I think so. But I think Justin Herbert scores seven touchdowns, but I think Derek Carr scores eight, and the Las Vegas Raiders win. You think he's going to score 15 touchdowns combined? For fantasy, sure. And he's going to throw them all to Devontae Adams, who I think is in that league that I in your league, too. I'm going Raiders. I guarantee maybe. you. There will not be 15 touchdowns combined by both franchises in that game. Who are you going with? Come on. Um, I'm going to go with the Chargers. Oh, my gosh. All right, Tampa Bay and Dallas. Oh, do we really got to talk Cowboys? Um, Tom Brady, I think, would be lucky if he makes the I, – I, There's dysfunction in, in, Tom, in Tampa Bay, so I'm going to go with Dallas, even though I don't want to. I'm going Dallas, too. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe we just did that. Or that podcast is going to blow up. And finally, Denver at Seattle. I mean, that game shouldn't even be on Monday Night Football. Denver wins with the battle of Russell Wilson returning. So we'll see what our picks give us. I does a good job of making matchups. That's for certain. I think um, <laughs> they did. I mean, and who would have known the Carolina-Cleveland one would have come out, right, the way it did. But um, it is. Hey, before we make our college picks real quick, um, a couple other things in the news. Last week at this time, we were talking Serena Williams. She made a run. She got to Friday. Um, Tiger Woods was there in the second round cheering her on. That got everybody excited. And it looked like Friday night, well, I didn't really get to watch it. Um, it seemed like she kind of just... She won the second set and then got to the third set and then kind of just came out flat yeah. and got beat up. She was winning the first set, too, which was kind of, as I was keep watching the score, I had to keep my phone charged because... Took forever golfing Friday night, took three hours. But um, yeah, it was kind of good. To, I mean, but American tennis. There's some women last night yeah. or yesterday. Nadal <laughs> lost to an American. To, yep, to um, Francis Tifo or Tifo. And we got the it. bad boy of tennis still in it. I mean, if you're even Rios. if you don't like tennis, I mean, let's be honest. It was it's been exciting. Um, I think tennis is in a good spot. It's good to see Serena though. The question is, is this really her last tournament? I think. I don't know. It's we'll be interested to see. Hey, listen, LIV golf continues. It's it's got a lot of tension. Billy Horschel's calling out players today. Delver and um, England, where they're playing a BMW Championship, I think, kind of interesting. So um, good to see what's going to happen with all that. But um, so a little LIV golf. We got to throw that in there every week. Dustin Johnson got the dub. Um, Good to see him finally win. It's been a long time since he's won something. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, still, would be nicer to see them all on the PGA Tour. But this was great. So I, I was I turned it on for a minute to see what happened. And I, there must have been a playoff. And this guy, um, Newman, I think it was Joaquin, Joaquin Neiman, was, hit his second shot and it hit a guy. And the guy was wearing sunglasses over his hat. And they interviewed him. And the woman, I think, got really caught off guard because he got hit in the heart, he said. And the fans were cheering for him, and he took down his glasses, and he had his Trump hat on. And the minute his, they showed that, they went to a commercial or went to, like, show replay. And then the guy said, he just wants to see, he's old, 
His heart's broken. He just wants to see the PGA Tour and Live Golf work together. He wants to see them play together. And I'm not going to lie. I think this woman announcer was shocked. I don't think the announcers knew what to say. But um, it was kind of funny that I turned it on and saw that at the time the guy got hit. But um, so LIV Golf. See if Rory or Billy maybe get in a fight with someone this week. That would really add some excitement, I think, to it. So um, those were a couple other things that happened in the world of sports that we um, we said, hey, maybe a week from now we would be, um, you know, talking about Serena Williams still in it. It would have been great to see, but let's be honest with you, it was like a football game in Arthur Ashe Stadium, um, those first three games that she was in matches. So it was good to see, and um, Serena is definitely – um, I think the greatest female athlete we probably have ever seen. And even at the age of 40, um, she she just is awesome. So it was great to see. And that picture of her and Tiger walking out together was a pretty cool thing too. Mm-hmm. Um, two people who changed the course of sports. So um, that was really cool to see. So, all right, everyone. Steven has his mascot head over here for the big game pick. We'll find out who he picks. So here we go. We're going to kick off big noon Saturday. It starts off Alabama, Texas. Alabama is the one team. Steven, is there any chance? Uh, let's say this. We're going to both pick Alabama. But what do you think a winning margin is for Alabama in this game? That might be the more important. Thing. I think you're either going to get two shows. You're either going to get an Alabama game that's just going to they're going to blow them out. Or it's going to be a game where it's going to be close. I really do think that Texas has a chance to give Alabama a game for quite some time and make it closer and then Alabama will probably win. I mean, they, they, maybe they do cover, but it's probably like a 10 point game through most of the game, you know, even through halfway the third quarter, kind of like Clemson and Georgia tech. It's a closer game than the scoreboard indicated at the end, but I think Alabama wins probably by 17 or, or three touchdowns. Okay. But yeah. I think Texas does give them a game. I think they're coming riled up and ready to go. I think that the question mark is, is Quinn Ewers ready to play a defense like that? I think they have talent around that. They got good receivers. They got a good running back. Um, defense, I don't really know much about, but I think they have the ability to do that. I, I think they'll play up to their competition. Texas slow the gate down. Mm-hmm. Slow the game. Use the play clock like I used to when I was playing. Because you did yeah. terrible. Yeah, exactly. Slow the game down. It helps the bad, you know, I don't know. That's my opinion. Hey, my upset of the week is going to be South Carolina over Arkansas. South Carolina over Arkansas. Remember I told you that. Who you got? In South Carolina, Arkansas? Yeah. That's tough because South Carolina didn't look very good in their week one either. Nah, but I think I think they pulled the upset. Go with Arkansas. Go with Arkansas. Um, Gosh. Who did Arkansas play week one? Cincinnati. Arkansas can run the football, but that's all they can do. I mean, I looked at the stats of what Rattler did, and he threw for two two interceptions. So I'll go with Arkansas. Wait, where is it at? Down from Alabama. No, I meant like, where's the game at? Oh, it's at Arkansas. Yeah, I'm going to go with Arkansas. All right. Hey, Wake Forest, Vanderbilt. Give me Wake. I'll take Wake, too. All right. Give me the Wake. Hey, Duke, Northwestern. Give me the Wildcats. I'll take the Wildcats as well in a big game there. Um, let's see what's next on the agenda as we're going down some of the games here. Um, Appalachian State, Texas A&M. Let's be honest, we're all going to go with Texas A&M, but you think Appalachian State can hold in there? Maybe give it a game at least? 
I think if you put money on them to at least take the points, you'd win. There you go. There you go. That's your money line. And if you put win. a little bit of money on them to win, I think you'd win a lot of money because they can score, as you saw against North Carolina. All right. How about Tennessee-Pittsburgh? There's an interesting game. Pittsburgh, like I said, kind of showed me more than I thought they would. Um, Tennessee, I can't think off the top of my head <coughs> who they played, but they won pretty comfortably. I, uh, Pittsburgh showed me more than I thought they would. So I, I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh to win. Um, it's at Pittsburgh as well. They beat Ball State. Um, but Ball State did get blown out, I don't think. 59-10. What is it? 59-10. They got blown out. Okay, folks, <laughs> I'm going Pittsburgh. I'm looking at the stats. Let me... I mean, I I just I was really surprised with Pittsburgh. They played it had a great environment. Let's be honest with you. Thursday night seeing them in West Virginia play was electric. Um it was truly the backyard brawl and, and it was it was a good game. You know, everyone on again Twitter was Twitter was awesome this week. We gotta really give Twitter the, the credit starting Thursday. I mean they the fans were lit, they were excited, they were pumped, no doubt. Um again, I I, I thought Pittsburgh played well, so I'm gonna go Pittsburgh. Go Tennessee. Why not? All right. Believe in Josh and the SEC teams going to the playoff. My upset number two of the week. Washington State comes in to Camp Randall, gets the dub over Wisconsin. Wazoo surprises everybody, beats Wisconsin. I got Wisconsin. Um, Sanford, Georgia. I'm just kidding. We're not mm-hmm. going to really pick that game. Folks. They might win by 100. How about the Zips, though? Didn't the Zips win their first game? Or are they are like the worst team? I can't remember. They are pretty usually pretty bad. I think they're the I worst team look. in in Division One football. Usually, they're going to Spartan Stadium. Don't you love that tweet that went out about how Michigan State has the greatest fans? And oh my gosh, it just was exhausting. Yeah, they beat San Francisco PA by seven in overtime. There you go. Okay, we better. I tell you what, if they beat Michigan State this weekend, Michigan State's got a lot of questions to answer. All right, Houston at Texas Tech. Texas Tech's quarterback is out. Um, I saw that on the bottom line today. They're out. I think he's out a couple games. Houston came back and got the dub. Houston's kind of that that group of five school that everybody thinks is kind of in there. They played decent last week. I don't know, but with Texas Tech's quarterback out, I'm going to go Houston over Texas Tech. Yeah, I got the the you know, whatever their mascot is. I got Houston. All right, the Cougars. Cougars, yeah. All right, how about Iowa State at Iowa? Um, God, that's going to be an ugly thing <laughs> if I ever saw one. Iowa State. They may not break the... They may not break double digits into week three. Iowa State. Iowa, folks. Okay, listen. I just trashed on Iowa. Iowa beats Iowa State only because it's at home and the score's 2-0. Iowa wins. I'm going to go with Iowa State. Ver- I think that Matt Campbell will be an inept offense out of Iowa. <laughs> Virginia at Illinois. Illinois. If Iowa scores more than 21 points, it's because their defense scored 14. Oh, my God. I thought Illinois should have won that game. I was really disappointed with them against Indiana. They Frickin' gave it up at the end. Who you got? Virginia traveling to Illinois. Give me Brett Bielema. Me too. I'll go with them just because they're a Big Ten team. Purdue, I'm disgusted. Hey, we got to talk about this for a second. 
maybe one of the biggest wins of the weekend was we both predicted it, I think. Rutgers beat mm-hmm. Boston College. I mean, Boston College maybe hit an all-time low, but good for Rutgers as they try to get closer and closer to um, reaching a bowl game. So that was good news for them. Um, kind of cool to see. Kentucky, Florida. Um, where do you think Kentucky, Florida? I don't want to pick Florida because I don't want them to win. But at the same time, I don't think Kentucky has any sort of offense. I think neither team really has much of an offense. One's still got to win, though. I know. <laughs> Sadly. I want Kentucky to win, but I'll pick Florida. All right, I'll pick Kentucky then. Can Kent State flashes maybe put up a few points against Oklahoma? No. Okay, it's just a thought. Um, and then we kind of end the night on ABC, USC Stanford. Um, oh, geez. What do you think? Give me USC. Stanford sucks. All right. I'll take USC. We know Michigan and Ohio State are winning, but 8 o'clock on the BTN if you want to watch Hawaii and Michigan. A nice night game. Interesting game. Baylor, BYU. BYU is ranked. Baylor in the top 10. Who you got? Give me Baylor. I'm going to go BYU then. I'm going to go opposite, Stephen. i got to get some points back, people. I am... you got ch- you got chasing. I mean, my record is pathetic. I had a really... See, I'm a gambler. I pulled some... I went for some big, big, big upsets and... Um, they didn't win. They didn't work for you. But I guarantee you, one week, you're going to see my record go through the roof. And next week is the big week. It's Toledo, Ohio State week, folks. We're both Toledo grads, but we're both root for Ohio State. Go Rockets. <laughs> so anyways, it's a huge action. The good news is, guess what? It's already Tuesday. So one more day, and the NFL starts Thursday night, and it's a full week of football Sunday. So, Stephen, what time do you think you're going to text me on Sunday and tell me your fantasy team sucks this year? I got 105. Okay. Just after the <laughs> first kick, the first kickoff on Sunday, I'm going to have about minus 10 points um, already. <laughs> So, uh, he's going to text me at about, I'm going to try not to look too much. He's going to text me at three o'clock and he's going to say he was supposed to win by 70 points. And now it's down now, to 20. now it's down to 20. <laughs> it's, it's getting worse. Now the next Sunday, ugly, folks. we're going golfing. So we'll be able to watch it nonstop. The, the score is changing, but that's the great thing about Sunday, getting able to watch week one. There's some great games. Like you said, the NFL knows how to schedule them. So it's a full week in a football. I'm sure by next week we'll change our mind about about 100 things. But um, until then, enjoy the games. We'll see you next week.